0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Man on the line, turn the game Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick.
1: Hello, everybody. Wow, that was a quick cut. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the... Whoa,
0: <clears throat> Gerd! Yeah, Gerd. Um,
1: uh, welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Danine, come together once a week over a single topic, and from that topic explodes a load of ideas all over your chest. <laughs> um. We uh, uh, pick a topic, and we come up with a variety of ideas on topic. And the point of these ideas, folks, people out there, Mm -hmm. is to get you as rich as possible as quickly as possible. Our ideas are massive money makers, the three M's, massive money makers. If it doesn't have the GRQ with Josh and Noel 3M check next to it, it's neither massive nor money nor maker. No. Um We ask for nothing up front from you guys. We're not here. What do I think the thing? We're not selling something to you. No. We are giving something to you, and then out of gratitude, once you have made your fortune, you're giving back to us Mm -hmm. as a thank you. It's literally an, an expression of gratitude.
0: And what are they doing,
1: Noel?
0: Well, what they're doing is they're getting super rich, crazy rich, 3M rich, and then once they're there, they they reach in their pocket, they give us ten percent of everything they made since they got rich. <coughs> they tithe yeah. us. That's what they do. And if they're not quite thankful sufficiently, we have minions out there. Do we have minions? We like, have oh, like minions,
1: little one-eyed minions <laughs> like in the in the in the cartoons.
0: Yeah, we're suing the, We're suing that cartoon. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's what we do. That's the deal.
1: Yeah. So. There it is, guys. No bones about it. Uh, we're not a one-size-fits-all operation. No. We're not like uh, Trump You, No. Where you're going to come and pay us money to learn our secrets, and yeah. then when you don't get it, we make you take another class and another class and another class. Yeah. What secret is that guy going to tell you if he won't even show
0: us his taxes? Uh,
1: Maybe well, that's the secret. He'll tell us lots of secrets. He told us that he was going to meet with the Taliban at Camp David. Oh, that's true. Tell
0: us <laughs> <Those laughs> national secrets. He,
1: he showed us... Uh, he showed us a uh, 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 satellite footage yeah. of, of the explosion in Iran yeah. that we had no part in. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of secrets he has no problem giving out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, w- we'll learn those secrets. I don't know if we'll learn any secrets about making money other than figure out ways to not pay your taxes, mm-hmm. show losses, declare bankruptcy every chance you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes. he's got chutzpah. I'll give him that. That's a Jewish uh, Yiddish term. Oh, oh, it means uh, knock us. Ah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, go. uh, 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 Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. We're in a new environment today. We are. And I'm a little thrown. We are. Because I'm not staring directly into your deep blue eyes. No,
0: you're staring at the side of my blue eyes.
1: I know. And I don't have my glasses on. So it's like fuzzy. Nope. I got new glasses this week. You didn't notice. That's okay. Okay. Um, I got ripped off on a Groupon deal. I you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, it was terrible. Ugh. Um, but anyway, Noah. Uh, anyway, guys. I was thinking. Yeah. You know, my my big birthday's coming up for me mm-hmm. in about a month and a half. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to be. We're actually closer to two months, but I'm going to be 50 years old. Wow. More. And it got me thinking, thinking about past birthdays. And I started thinking about the, you know, the last birthday that I thought was a big birthday was 21. All right. Because at that point, everything was legal. Yeah. Right? And for my 21st birthday, <coughs> I went down to New Orleans. I went down because a girl that I had met here in New York who was visiting a friend of hers, uh-huh. she was actually from Seattle, uh, uh, had moved down there to go to school for something. I don't even remember what. It wasn't like regular school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was kind of a you know hippie kind of chick, but not like, she was like, a modern hippie. She was okay. clean. All right. You know what I mean? But she she was like a traveler. All right. And uh, she and a whole bunch of her crew. A from, free spirit. She was a free spirit. Exactly. She and a whole crew of her people from Olympia, Washington, uh-huh. uh, made their way down to New Orleans. And they were all sort of like, you know, punks, former punks. You know, a lot of them were into the uh, piercing and tattoo scene, which almost 29 years ago was was pretty new yeah um and uh she had reached out to me out of the blue we had sort of like a brief brief affair while she was here and she'd reached out to me sort of the blue saying hey my new new orleans come and visit me Mm -hmm. i was like man 21st birthday coming up why don't i do that yeah so i hustled down there and uh was very happy to see me and uh they had taken over sort of a section of one of the n- not great sections of New Orleans. This okay. was pre-Katrina. Yeah. Um, this was a place I was down there around Halloween. And I have a very vivid recollection that we were all out getting stoned. We were out on the streets getting stoned on Halloween evening. And these two guys who were. I later found out gangbangers. <coughs> walked up to us now we were you know we were all the white kids you know what i mean there was not a person of color in the group there were you know lesbians gays freaks whatever sure but all white in a not white neighborhood and these two guys come up and they're like what's going on here you guys having fun what's going on we're like yeah we're having fun start passing him joints and getting high and the whole thing and they started to take a shine to me. They're like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, New York City. And like, oh, New York, I hear that's a bad place. I said, it's all right once you know. They said, they're like, yeah, it's like New Orleans. We're smoking together and, and you know, having a drink and whatever. And we're becoming buddies, right? So we're just shooting the shit. And one of them goes, you guys are having a party, right? And I said, yeah. He said, you wanna know how we party in New Orleans? Oh, no. And I said, sure. And suddenly he pulls a gun out of his belt, oh. points it at an electrical transformer. Because in New Orleans, they keep electrical transformers on big poles, like up in the air, and shoots it and makes it explode. What? And he goes, that's fireworks. Of course, it was exploding. And so everyone ran like shit, like fuck, to get out of the way of there. Yeah. So anyway, this gives you a sense of sort of the neighborhood. (laughs) Um, Okay? So they were these 20 to 25-year-old, lily-white, Kids, yeah, uh, mostly girls, uh, living in various places in this neighborhood. Right, mm-hmm. they kept it within a. They were all living within a block or two of each other. She was living in this little shotgun shack, and right next to her were uh, 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 four of her girlfriends had taken over an old warehouse slash truck. Space <laughs> where like trucks would pull into the warehouse and they'd load up yeah. and they'd turn that into their home. So they they divvied it up into rooms and they were sort of living there. Now I'd come down there thinking, well, I was going to be staying with her, right? And I got down there. She was all happy to see me, and she was like, "There's only one thing." And I said, "What?" She goes, "Well, my ex-boyfriend from college is here, and he's going to be staying with me." Ugh. And I was like, "Oh, so where am I staying?" Uh huh. Right? And she's like, "Well." Uh, the girls, you can stay with them. They have a big pull-out couch in the, uh, the, uh, the uh, 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 loading-unloading section of <laughs> the thing, and you can crash there. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Now, they would do a rent party every month. Mm-hmm. And what they would do was they would bring down uh, uh, punk bands from Washington that would be like sort of going on tour, and that would be their New Orleans stop because they yeah. had this big loading-unloading dock that they would basically put them up on the stage and get fit like 2-300 people in there. Uh-huh. And it was a, it was crazy, you know what I mean? It was like a, a full-on little concert party and it was all sorts of fun. And uh <clears throat> you know, they had a a girl walking around selling loose joints and like a cigarette outfit, you know what I mean? Like the old cigarette sales girls from the from the 50s and 40s that would be in clubs and they would have the little tray with cigarettes and they would be dressed up and She would walk around with loose joints in it, and they had a bar set up, and I mean, it was a party, 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 party. Yeah. Went on till like four or five in the morning. They clear out. You know what I mean? The place is kind of a wreck. I go to now my shit and piss stained and alcohol stained couch that I'm sleeping on. The girls all go to their separate rooms.
0: Was the party right in the room where you're sleeping?
1: My couch was in the loading-unloading dock, was in the loading dock. The party yeah. was in the loading okay. dock. All right. Yeah. So
0: who knows how much worse this Oh, got, Oh, I didn't, I didn't,
1: yeah, had I, I didn't do blue light yeah, over no. it. You know what I mean? There was no, no blue lighting. It would, uh, I would have, I would have thrown up most likely because who knows how much <laughs> shit has gone on on that couch over time. I mean, plus it was, I think, a found on the street kind of deal. Yeah, sure. But whatever, it was fun. I was 21. You can sleep anywhere yeah. when you're 21. Um. So, the girls all go off a couple of them go off with their boyfriends to their rooms, and no no no, now it's like five o'clock in the morning, and I am fucking shot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean i'd flown down there, been down there, been partying like completely out of my element, yeah, guys shooting at fucking things the <laughs> whole nine yards um, and I start dozing off, and like at about five thirty, I hear someone screaming and like through the whole fucking building and I wake up and I look and one of the girl's boyfriends is running through the loading dock, Uh butt fucking naked screaming with red shit all over his face. What? And I'm looking at him and I'm going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. She suddenly is running out behind him going, no, no, no. It's a joke. It's a joke. And she's butt naked and she has a load of spaghetti Hanging out of her pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what had happened was uh-huh. they were wasted, and she thought it would be really funny yeah. to put spaghetti in her vagina. Yeah.
0: The classic.
1: So he would go down on her uh-huh. and freak out. The problem was she didn't know he had taken acid Okay. and was tripping balls. And he went down on her. And it was like Cthulhu. Yes. He, start, he fucking lost his shit thinking that there were serpents coming out of her vagina oh and wrapping God. around his face. And, he's, and so now she's standing in the thing. He ran out. He's running down the street naked because he's so freaked out. And she's standing in the loading dock with, <laughs> with a load of spaghetti hanging out of her pussy. Spaghetti with sauce, I might add. Mm-hmm. Like old spaghetti with sauce mm-hmm. hanging out of her vagina crying. Mm-hmm. And I am sitting there going What the fuck is going on But it was a really good birthday week Despite yeah. the fact that uh, uh, I ended up having sex with, with this girl's friend Oh Yeah okay. So it was sort of like okay It was weird because it was in the loading dock area Sure And you know people were basically walking back and forth Well But you know whatever um, <laughs>
0: But yeah so that's, that's the story <laughs> You know I bet you if you were to run into her today I bet you $1,000 that within three minutes of whatever your discussion is, she brings up how Burning Man has been ruined by, <laughs>
1: by all the people that come now. I will tell you, I actually saw her on the street in my neighborhood a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Really? It turns out she knows people that I know uh-huh. uh, who are from Washington, uh-huh. uh, They who lived in Olympia that traveled in the same circles. My my wife's hair hairstylist and his husband. Um, but, you know, it was one of those weird things. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not going to say her name. I said, so-and-so. And she looked at me like she didn't know who the fuck I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, it's Josh, Josh Rubin. And she just said... <coughs>
0: and i was like wow that's fucking cold <laughs> as ice yeah um did you didn't you, did you say anything about spaghetti
1: no it wasn't that it was this it was the it was i ran into the girl that i had gone down there to visit who wasn't in that space oh this wasn't the same person the <coughs> no, spaghetti no no no, no 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 this was oh. just one of the girls who's who's who lived in that in that building okay. that i was uh, no it wasn't it wasn't my friend okay Um, no, but she, I ran into the girl who was my friend and I hadn't seen her literally since that weekend, Uh seen her really spoken to her since that weekend and, uh, you know, no recognition whatsoever, (laughs) but she had a baby. She was pushing a baby. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, guys, it's an incredible story about my birthday. It is, but this show
0: is not about birthdays. It's not, but it is about, it is about Pasta. How to get rich with it? How to carb your way to financial freedom quickly?
1: Yep, yep, yep. You know, remember, I, I it made me think. Yeah, when you talk about uh, 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 carbing your way, mm-hmm. it made me think. You know, there was the whole thing about uh, red wine enemas and coffee enemas <laughs> and things like that to sort of uh-huh. you get the energy, you get the drunk quicker. <sighs> I wonder it. if she got the the carb loading quicker yeah. by putting it in her vagina or
0: or maybe you just get all the satisfaction of a good meal
1: without the carbs Oh maybe without digesting I was thinking more like if you're preparing if you're a woman uh-huh. and you're about to run a marathon and they talk about <laughs> carbo loading maybe you put a fistful right up there maybe. and you've got a little extra carb maybe. for when you run through the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that you that you ate the night before Yeah well you could make like a pasta butt
0: plug and you could you could <laughs> get the same benefits
1: Yeah that's a little extra that's a little extra tip for you guys pasta hey, butt guys, plugs
0: All you need is a little aioli sauce Uh-huh uh and you're in. That's right. Or it's or in. Or it's in. <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: Noel. Anyway. Pasta. Pasta. You'd think something that is, you know, I mean, millennia old. Yeah. There
0: wouldn't be any other ways to get rich off of it. <laughs> but that uh-huh. is incorrect, Noel. That is so incorrect because uh, we're getting super rich today. <clears throat> uh, so when I first tried, when looking up for the this uh, show... Try to Google pasta, and you know most of the interesting stories that were coming up had to do with the Olive Garden's pasta pass. Oh yeah, I did. I I, I have a little thing about that. Okay, well okay. I, I I don't go into it too much, right? But uh, it's something they've done multiple times over the years: flat fee for unlimited pa- pasta for a given period. And I didn't want to go into that, so to broaden my search. I tried to search for noodles and jackpot. I got a lot of stuff, right? Uh, a lot of great stories. One I decided not to do, uh, not to use, was about a man in China found adding opium to his noodles to addict customers. Wow. Yeah, I know. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. I thought it was too close to my uh, scheme in the our traditions episode where I suggested the... Family pasta dinners that had uh, Ritalin in them. Don't expect me to remember any of this. Okay. Maybe maybe our our listenership that's been
1: listening for a while will. Okay. But I don't, you know, I can't remember uh, 90%
0: of the ideas that I've come up with. They they were going to have, it was going to be a pasta dinner, (coughs) a canned sauce that contained Adderall... Yeah, that's sounding familiar. uh, It would make the kids calm down. Mm -hmm. It would keep the adults awake Mm -hmm. and make everyone happy, just have a great time. Okay. And if you couldn't find the Adderall, you could just add crank or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh But so I didn't want to retread that territory. Um, uh, And then I saw another story about how one man faced down a noodle cartel in China. Wow. Yes. In Shanghai, where you're never far from a good lunch, one man has faced anger and even death threats by breaking a treaty and opening a noodle shop too close to an existing one. Uh, Apparently, within hours of opening the shop, he was facing protests from other noodle noodle makers demanding he shut down... The protesters said Mr. Xian, <coughs> no relation, I don't think, to Xian's noodles in New York. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But within the protesters, <laughs> Mr. Xian had violated the the Zi Gang Zu Ning Zia <laughs> Treaty, <laughs> a decades old agreement between Hui people which prohibits anyone from opening a beef noodle restaurant within 400 meters of an existing one. Wow. That's like
1: you know there are uh, laws in New York that you can't open a bar any place that sells liquor within a hundred yards of a school or a church, okay, or a house of worship. Yeah,
0: uh, people break that law all the time. I'm sure they do. No, they don't do this. They, they're a little uh, toucher about their, this in China. Mm-hmm. The document says that this is to promote a harmonious and stable noodle market, and that those who do not abide by it will have to face the consequences. <coughs> And accept any financial losses. When Zian refused to close the store, was surrounded by around a hundred people, threatening staff members and stopping customers from coming in. He po- he had a blog, he posted about this on his <laughs> blog, and the post received over four hundred million comments. <laughs> That's insane. That's That's insane. 400 million comments. From just in China? Uh, I'm going (laughs) to guess. So there were big fights in the comments with many accusing Shanghai of bowing to Sharia law. Wow. I know, it's getting ugly, right? (laughs) Uh, And around this time, I realized, yeah, this story's a gem. (laughs) And I... I thought before I go any further looking into it, I need to make sure this fits into the pasta show theme. So I looked up uh, the difference between pasta versus noodles. Mm -hmm. And I came across the thread, uh, what's the difference between pasta and noodles? Uh, And the question was posed, is pasta just a fancy name for noodle? Or is pasta always an Italian style noodle? Is all pasta noodles or the other way around? Uh, Some people responded trying to break it down into the Latin origins. One person said how it's used in German. Some people said that pasta is shaped and made from durum flour, while noodles are usually long and skinny and can be made of anything starchy. Uh, Some said that pasta refers to a complete dish, while noodles are just a component of that dish. Uh, some said that noodles are Asian and pasta is Italian. Oh, so and absurd! It, it, I, it, got, it got a little bit ugly, right? Uh, and one person stepped in, tried to calm things down by saying, "Noodles are pasta, and pasta are noodles, all the same thing." What, what what is it about this food that's so divisive? It made me think, right? <laughs> Is it divisive? It It is divisive. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, so it reminded me of a conversation I had at work a long time ago, which I did mention at one point on the show before. Uh, so we were going to go out and uh, get some lunch, and the whole team was talking about what to get, mm-hmm. and one guy was kind of a Cliff Clavin type guy, Oh, and liked to always test <coughs> my knowledge because... He thought I was smart. He wanted to prove I wasn't. I'm oh, thinking. okay. Uh or 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 to just judge at how smart or something like that, right? So he goes to me, uh so it, it, asking me about where where pasta's from. And uh and a guy that we worked with that was from China, before I can answer. Goes, no, 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 there's a big controversy about this. And he keeps interrupting and going like, no, 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 big controversy, big controversy. And I go, what, that, you know, pasta comes from China? He's like, oh, no, (laughs) (laughs) not that. But basically, the way the West has always called... Refer to people from Asia as Chinese and Japanese and Vietnamese and 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 as he goes on, it, he it becomes a, he thinks, and obviously he's not the only one. This was like a a a, a thing he mm-hmm. was saying that it is <coughs> a uh, a way of putting them down by like um, calling them ease. N- no, <laughs> so so that's what I thought, right? So I'm like, I, I start going, hey, Ben, what about Portuguese? <laughs> right? And he's like, no, 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 big controversy. It's, it's a way to like, demean people and blah, 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 blah. And I, keep, I just keep going, like, Ben, what about Portuguese? And he turns to me and goes, no, that's geese, not knees. <laughs> so it was a way of saying they were like down on their knees, he thought. Really? Yes. And
1: that's a belief system that is believed I, throughout the a- the
0: Asians, I, throughout I, I, Asia. I I, I, I guess because apparently there's a big controversy. So do they? we should explain that Vietnamese is a mees, <laughs> not a knees.
1: And they should also explain that Korean.
0: Yeah, Koreanese.
1: There's no Koreanese though. It's Korean. It's because of the war. And the Thai, Taiwanese. Well, that's Taiwan. Yeah. Right. So it's really just he it's, it's it's hatred of the Chinese, the Japanese yeah, and uh I guess the Burmese and the Vietnamese are a different subsection.
0: Uh, I don't know, I don't know if he sees it that way,
1: and the laotian
0: <laughs> the only the only the only one he was willing to say is different is geese, geese.
1: That's great. yeah. So. I have a feeling that is a big thing in his mind.
0: Oh. It, it definitely was. Yeah, like,
1: but I think he's the only one. I think that's his conspiracy theory. I don't
0: know. You know what? This guy was a little bit older, <gasps> uh-huh. and he was a he was a great guy, uh, and he was a smart <laughs> guy. But he was definitely educated in China uh-huh. on the kind of very old school teaching, and a lot of these things he would come out with would just be like, and that he would talk about like this is common knowledge, right? Like the. The Dalai Lama would slice kids' Achilles heels Uh and and be a trade uh, like a slave trader and Uh like all this stuff, and it would just be like he. I think he was just educated when China had a different era going on. Yeah, it sounds like Mao. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, um, it reminded me of that, right? And I thought to myself, didn't Marco Polo? Bring noodles slash pasta from the east to Italy in this anyway. I can answer that for you. I think he did. You we're,
1: think I, I answered that? No, it came over in someone's vagina.
0: <laughs> it, it was Marco sm- Polo smuggled out. <laughs> Sometimes girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. But instead of freaking out, he said, "Oh, that's delicious." Yeah but, it, but it, these arguments I saw it seems to be accusing pasta or <coughs> noodles or blah 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 as some sort of cultural appropriation right mm-hmm. uh, So the, back to that original story with the with the guy who was getting shut down for opening a, a noodle restaurant right His solution was that he was forced to change the name of the restaurant, and he also could no longer call it halal. Uh and I thought about the he guy. He couldn't call it
1: halal even if it was halal. He could
0: not call it halal.
1: Right, I understand. But even if it was actually like yep.
0: halal in is like calling something kosher. No, he had right? to yeah. he had to he had to dis- distort the name of the <clears> restaurant to a point that it wouldn't be confused with any other beef noodle joints. Gotcha. Uh And I thought about that guy in Utah that used his pasta pass to feed the homeless. I didn't hear about this. That was one of the stories about the pasta passes. A guy in Utah got it, and he fed homeless people every Mm -hmm. day. That's lovely. It is. So this is what you're going to do, guys. You're going to popularize the name pasta in China. Right? You're going to make peace. You're going to allow these restaurants to open up wherever they want. You're going to... Bring cultures together. You're gonna, you're gonna stop people from Europe who are trying to make the Asians less than. You're trying to geese them. You're trying to knees them. Right? <laughs> no more. No more. Uh-huh. Be woke. You're gonna <clears throat> stop bigotry. <coughs> you're gonna sell signs. <coughs> you're gonna. <coughs> Eventually, be seen as the number one uh, go-to person to speak to if you want to open a noodle or pasta restaurant in China, and eventually around the world. Okay, I'm not. I I just don't. I don't understand
1: in your scheme how that works. What do you mean? How you become the number one person to speak to about opening?
0: Because so you popularize. Once a few start opening. Why don't you just start opening a few places that are <coughs> selling a few pasta tra- joints. traditional beef noodles, uh-huh. right? But you're like, you know what? We're going to call this uh, beef pasta. Right. Okay, I got it. Right. And it'll catch on. Right. And then everyone's going to see, oh, we don't have to call it noodles. We can call it pasta. Okay. Right? Uh, and then it, you, that's going to break down some of the pride of these people in Italy that are claiming that anything not italian is not pasta and mm-hmm. all these people who are b- basically race baiting right by okay. by claiming that pasta and noodles are distinctly different things right. and one's better than the other and one's mm-hmm. a complete meal and one's just a stupid thing made up of any starch you could find mm-hmm. in the basement or you know
1: <laughs> any starch you can find in the basement yeah yeah um, that's a solid idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, buildup was way better than the <laughs> idea, but the buildup was great. I loved it. Uh, I'm actually going to flip my script a little bit Whoa. because you brought up the Olive Garden Pasta Pass, yes. and that was going to be my second one, but I'm okay. going to do it as my first since okay. it's, it's rooted entirely around it. I, now, I didn't go <coughs> too deep No, no, no. It was, okay. you know, I mean, I didn't go too deeply in it. There's not too deep to go into no, it. Not. Um, but I was sort of blown away. I found that Olive Garden does a thing called the Pasta Pass, Yep. and it is a limited amount of passes, uh, 24,000 to be exact, 23,000 are what they call the, uh, sorry, I, don't, I can't read because of my glasses, they call the uh, n- Unlimited Pasta Pass, which gives you a... Uh, which gives you the chance to buy but you get the pasta pass, and that lasts for eight weeks. And you can basically have unlimited bowls of pasta for eight weeks on that pasta pass. That one costs $100. Then they have a 1,000 of the never-ending pasta passes. Okay. And what that means is you get the, it's an annual pass uh, for unlimited pasta. Now, why they call it never-ending? Since it's a year long, I don't understand, but okay. Mm-hmm. So, and that one costs $300, which still, I mean, if you think about how much pasta like someone like me can eat, yep. I could plow through $300 in two visits, even of, of their pasta. Um, so I was reading, I was like, oh, that's cool. And the way they do it is you have to go online at a certain time on a certain date, mm-hmm. and you basically got to be fast with the fingers. First people in get it. All right. Last year, they did it for the first time, I think, last year. They went through all 24,000 passes in 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. That gives you an idea of how popular that place is. Yeah. So, this is what you're going to do. Oh, so I was looking up, well, how do I get, how do I, how am I the person fastest on the finger? And I was reading about how these guys, these tech guys in uh, uh, California, had figured out how to hack the ticket-selling line for uh, uh, Burning Man. Okay. And 200 of them got to be first in line uh, and got their tickets to Burning Man. Burning Mm -hmm. Man eventually found out about it and reneged their tickets and told them they could never attend Burning Man ever again.
0: It's not like it used to be. No. Just ask your friend. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Um, But I can tell you this. Those guys... Have a system. Yeah. And it's ready to use on anything. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to reach out to those guys. You're going to find those guys. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to hack, hack your way into the front of the line uh, of the uh, pasta pass yeah. online thing. You're going to buy up all the passes. Oh. And then what you're going to do, like people do in New York, where they sell rides on the subway, mm-hmm. you're going to stand outside or have an army of people standing outside Mm -hmm. of every goddamn Olive Garden Mm -hmm. and just rent your cart out to people for big money. All that money that Olive Garden would be making, you're going to make. You know what I mean? A family of eight? Sure, sit down. Give me 30 bucks a person. You know what I mean? And it's going to go like that every (coughs) night, and there's nothing they can do about it. Because you've got the cards. I guarantee yeah. you, by the end of the year, oh yeah, you'll have made a, a few million dollars. You will be the Olive Garden. You will be. You're, you will be your
0: secret garden. Yeah. So anyway, that's it, Noel. That's great. Yeah. Rate the pasta pass. That's good. Big money, guys. Uh, hey, if you want to reach out to Josh, you're like, I haven't gotten rich yet, but I still want to give him some money. How do I do that? I know how you can do it. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the Sponsor button, pledge an amount. Uh, and half that money will go to Josh and I, half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, if you hate Josh, you're like, ah, carbs, no way. I'm, I'm gluten intolerant. Um, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, uh, and hit the pledge button and pledge an amount one time or reoccurring. All that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money goes to Josh and I, which you really showed us. Uh, that's the best way to, to diss us. Uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 organization. Uh, and you get to feel good about yourself because you're supporting things like the after school program for teens, uh, the arts, spreading the arts through the internets, all that stuff, right? Um, if you want to support us without doing that, you can download the apps. We've got an iOS app, we have an Android app, listen to the station, get all the, the archives of all the shows. Uh, what else can you do? You can subscribe to the newsletter. If you uh, if you if you record a podcast and uh, you need a place to record that podcast, Radio Free Brooklyn, you can rent out the studios with a with an engineer. We have very competitive prices, and you're still helping us out, and you get to do it in our studios, which are great studios. Uh, you guys, thanks for letting us give us your spiel. And to show our appreciation. Josh, we, we always have a topic. And we have lots of ways to get you lots of rich with that topic. That's not enough. Lots of rich. Josh finds another little way to get you another little rich. And he throws it in there. I try to stop him and he says, no. We got it for the people. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get
1: Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. An obscure stunt taster's job is to taste obscure and unappetizing foods to make sure that they are okay to consume. It's basically like being on the TV show Fear Factor, but all of the time. The testers taste things like cockroaches, spiders, and other insects and animals that you wouldn't even think of eating. The testers are paid about $800 per day, which amounts to about $300,000 per year. Hmm.
0: Suddenly, Cockroach isn't sounding too bad. Wow. Yep. Wow. $300,000 a year. To eat stuff other people wouldn't eat. Yeah. And, and then after you're done, you can go on any one of those shows that go around and like, we're going to eat. The stuff that people from this country eat every single day. Only we're going to make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll win and win even more money. Yep. Uh, that's good. You guys, noodles. How are we going to get rich with them? <coughs> I'm going to tell you now. So here's something I read. Headlines saying, dark noodles may lurk in the Milky Way. What? Have you heard about these dark noodles? No. What's a dark noodle? Well, no. dark noodles are invisible structures shaped like noodles, lasagna sheets, or hazelnuts that could be floating around in our galaxy, radically challenging our understanding of gas conditions in the Milky Way. So I don't understand. How do they know about this if they're invisible? Uh, because they've they have studied their effects. And I guess there's different <coughs> ways you can see them, but just you wouldn't see them with your naked eye. Science is like making shit up. This
1: is what I've decided. <laughs> I don't believe scientists anymore. They just make shit up to keep us off our off our game.
0: Well this this could radically change ideas about the Interstellar Gas, uh, which is the galaxy's I'll tell you this GERD is giving me some Interstellar <laughs> Gas. Waka man. Waka. Uh well <laughs> this interstellar gas uh is the galaxy how,
1: how is the GERD? It's uh, getting slightly better. I mean, it's getting better. It's just still really rough. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that is GERD report, guys. That's GERD update. I have an appointment with a doctor. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I'm going to interrupt. This is another uh, little story. Okay. <coughs> so I don't know <coughs> if I said it on air, but I told you I was waiting to, I had to wait to see about getting an appointment with this doctor. Mm-hmm. who Number who, one. Right. Who actually is like wrote the book on, on GERD and l- laryngopharyngeal reflux disease, right? Now, I, I figured for sure that she didn't take my insurance or any insurance for that matter. Uh-huh. But I went in thinking because I knew someone had gone and Sue had gone to see her and I know how broke he was at the time. Uh, I was pretty sure that, you know, I'd have to pay out of pocket, but maybe five, six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. When I called them up. Right. So I waited two weeks, basically, to to talk to them because they were on vacation. Call them up and I was like, do they take any insurance? She was like, no, Dr. Kaufman takes no insurance whatsoever. And I was like, how much is an appointment with her to pay out of pocket? She goes, well, the first appointment is $1,000. And any testing that she does will, you know, have to be paid by you as well. And I said, well, couldn't you refer me to a uh, uh, a (coughs) testing outfit that's in my, you know what I mean? Because I can't go and get a, I can get an endoscopy anywhere. She's like, no, 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 no. She has to do all the work herself. And I was like, well, this isn't going to happen because mm-hmm. they were like the test range between and a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars piece." What? Yeah. So I, I didn't go then. But now I have an appointment with a larynologist who specializes in LPR uh, on the 11th of October. So I have to wait a month basically oh. to see a doctor about this.
0: Well, just keep doing what you're doing. If it's working, maybe maybe uh... it's
1: making it, it. It's getting better, but it's still it's still bad. It's rough. I haven't slept in my own bed in three weeks. I had to sleep on the couch because I have to sleep sitting up. And I also annoy the fuck out of Deb. I wake her up all the time with my coughing and my Mm -hmm. throat clearing and all that. She kicked me out of my own bed. Kicked me out of my own bed. This is what happens when you're with someone for 24 years, people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You go fucking sleep in the living room. I don't care if you're sick. You go sleep in the living room. Motherfucker. Anyway, no, sorry to interrupt your story. You
0: better get rich because that's all that life has to offer. That's right. You should get a
1: nice, so you can have an extra room just for yourself (laughs) when you're sick.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, this could radically change ideas about this interstellar gas, which is the galaxy's Star Recycling Depot housing materials from old stars that will be refashioned into new ones. Uh, astronomers got the first hints of the mysterious objects 30 years ago when they saw radio waves from a bright distant galaxy called a quasar varying wildly in strength. They figured out that this behavior was the work of our galaxy's invisible atmosphere, a thin layer of gas of electrically charged particles which fills the space between the stars. There's so many things in this article that I didn't know existed uh-huh the atmosphere <clears throat> the fact that there's a recycling system for our stars it's crazy
1: do you have to put them in blue bags or clear bags depending on it what sounds kind of stars like they it's are? almost
0: like a lymphatic system that this stuff just flows around from. Old, bad stars to new, good stars. So are, are you, so when you compare it to lymphatic system, are
1: you implying that we are just a speck of dust in a giant's fingernail? Is that where you're going with this? I, that's
0: not where I'm going, but we're, but we're heading in the same direction, I think. Okay. Right? So these lumps of, in the gas work like lenses, focusing and defocusing the radio waves, making them appear to strengthen and weaken over a period of days, weeks, or months. Astronomers think the lenses are about the size of the Earth's orbit around the sun and lie approximately 3,000 light-years away, 1,000 times further than the nearest star, Proxima Centauri. Right? So uh, what can these lenses be? One suggested a cold clouds of gas that stay pulled together by the force of their own gravity. That <clears throat> model worked through in detail implies the clouds must make up a substantial fraction of the mass of our galaxy. Nobody knows how the invisible lenses could form. And this is a quote, but these structures are real and our observations are a big step in determining their size and shape. So I thought to myself, (coughs) what if these were not shaped like pasta and hazelnuts? What if the hazelnuts were actually meatballs, mm-hmm. right? This could be the first scientific proof of the existence of the flying spaghetti monster, <laughs> right? The flying spaghetti monster <laughs> uh-huh. is the deity of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, or uh, Pastafarianism. <clears throat> uh, it was proposed in 2005 as a response to intelligent design uh, that was to be taught in schools. <coughs> right And someone basically posed uh, the theory of this has as much credence as intelligent design. Um, and uh, it's caught on in a big way since then. Millions of people claim membership. Uh, if you could if you could take this and spin this to show the proof of the sp- flying spaghetti monster, it would be huge, right? Uh, You would reverse the decisions by the U.S. courts that it's not a real religion. Boom. You made an official religion. Yeah. Uh, Textbooks. Huge money in textbooks. You would have access to all of them. This would start the whole thing. Yeah. We've we've mentioned textbooks in many shows. Mm -hmm. Huge money. uh, But then there's also uh, churches, pilgrimages, spaghetti houses, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, cod pieces, female cod pieces. Female cod pieces or merkins. that look like spaghetti hanging spaghetti out, spaghetti merkins. Uh huh. I like it. Uh, anyway, guys, if you can, if all you, someone out there with a little bit of scientific <clears throat> know how, make it happen. Turn those hazelnuts, just all you got to do is redescribe them. Yeah, just call them meatballs instead. Th- they're the same shape. Yeah, well, similar. Who, who came up with hazelnuts? I don't know. Meatballs, guys, yeah. it, it is pasta and meatballs communicating with us, and it is most of the mass of the universe it is everywhere. It is a system that recycles stars. It is our master, <coughs> the spaghetti monster. Uh, bravo. Well done. <clears throat>
1: so I have two short ones, actually, to, to, to bang out okay. really quickly. So the first one is uh, the food that we think of in this country is Italian food is really Italian-American food, right? Yep. You have uh, spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna as we know it, um, garlic bread. These are all things that if you went to Italy, mm-hmm. you'd never have spaghetti and meatballs. No. You'd have meatballs and maybe some spaghetti. Combinations like this. So my idea was to, instead of calling it Italian food, take it over to Italy mm-hmm. and call it American food. Ah. Uh. And you'll make a fortune doing that. <laughs> yeah. You'll yep. just open that's up great. all the American food restaurants, uh, basically selling spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. Pick all the, you know, chicken parmesan is another one, mm-hmm. veal parmesan. You don't get those in Italy. Mm-mm. You only get that in, the, in New York. In the Well, not New York, but in the United States of America. Deep fried raviolis. Yep. All those little things. So that's one. Second one. I don't know if you know this or not. But uh, despite what most people think, we are celebrating the 150th anniversary of alphabet soup. Oh. A lot of people thought that Chef Boyardee in the 60s Mm -hmm. invented alphabet soup or alphabet pasta. Not the case. Been around for a long time. And I started thinking about, whoa, alphabet pasta. Kids love the alphabet pasta. They love it. What? do they like about it? And I was sort of like, oh, okay, let's check it out. And I was looking up, I was really curious about why it was invented, and it was clearly invented that because someone thought it would help kids with reading. <laughs> yep. Right? And I was curious if that actually worked.
0: <coughs> I'm and, sure it
1: helps with learning the alphabet. And it does. Yeah. Help with learning the alphabet, but it also helps with learning how to spell, learning how to read. Now, obviously, you have to work at it. It's not just a random things, but parents who used alphabet soup and alphabet pasta, um, their kids had something like a 20% better reading and spelling. Really? Because what the parents would do was, it was a reward system. The kids would pick letters out and put it in their spoon to spell things. They would you know, quiz them, and then once they spelled stuff, they'd get to eat it. And so it was like the real, real big reward system Mm -hmm. for them. And they loved it. And I was like, that's incredible. And I started thinking about pasta shapes. And we see pasta shapes all over. You can get pasta shaped like penises, pasta shaped like stars, pasta shaped like rabbits and turtles. I mean, as long as you have a die cut for it, you can turn it into anything. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, well, if it's done such a good job with people for reading and writing... What about STEM?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, That's yeah. the big thing nowadays, right? They talk about we need kids learning science and math. And uh, I don't know what the T and the E stand for in STEM, but, you know, they need, they need that stuff. Yeah. You know, everyone knows how to read now. It's not, it's not the big thing, a bunch of illiterate people in this country anymore. Uh, it's STEM, STEM, STEM. You need the engineers. Yeah. You need the architects. Yeah. You need the IT guys. You need those people. Yeah. So I thought, make dies with like the Pythagorean theorem uh-huh. coming out. Make dies with pi. Yeah. Make dies with all the numbers, yeah. division signs, times, m- multiplicate, you know, all of it. And you have kids, they have to do math problems as they eat their Spaghettios. And they'll be fun because if they get it right, Num num num. Mm-mm. They eat it. You can start doing shapes, right? You can start getting into geometry. Yeah. Then I was like, Whoa! You can three D print stuff mm-hmm. into three dimensional shapes that you can then work in a whole other plane. Sure. You can start getting into physics with that. Yeah. Right. Imagine a five year old learning physics from their pasta dish. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And then I thought the that's all well and good. But now we're moving into 3D printing pasta. uh uh-huh. What I realized is, what are kids... F- the, one of the most popular toys in history. Uh, yo-yo. Lego. Oh, yes. Okay. This is what you're going to do, <laughs> guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you are going to work with Lego uh-huh. and create Lego pasta blocks. Yeah. And you are going to sell... Lego pasta blocks, three dimensional mm-hmm. Lego pasta blocks, colored with various different uh, uh, vegetable yep. juices and yep. stuff like that. And kids are going to go nuts. You're going to do exactly what Lego does, and you are going to do things like uh, <clears throat> sell kits yeah. of pasta, you know, in sauce, so you can, you know, and and you so you can have like the Harry Potter, you know, uh, Hogwarts kit where you build with your pasta, you build. Hogwarts, and then you eat it. Yeah. And you're going to make a fucking fortune. 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 Because I'll say this. You can sell it for cheaper because it's a one-use thing, right, that they're going to build and then eat. You can sell it much cheaper than Lego sells their kits for. Yeah. So the kids who can't afford $130 for the the Hogwarts kit can afford $10 for the family-sized pasta uh, meal that makes the Hogwarts. Yeah. and you feed a family of four with it.
0: Yeah, and and just imagine how good your Instagram video is going to be and how yeah. many likes oh. it's going to get when it, when it's all done yeah. and you've got like a video of like, I am Charlie, devourer <laughs> of worlds, who then goes, <laughs> and eats it. Yeah, yeah, no, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So there you go, guys. That's great. Lego block pasta. That's great. You know, I when you first started this, I thought of something great, too, that mm-hmm. would be easy to do a lot of money make uh the alphabet (coughs) pasta and sell cans of it with only the letters in your kid's name (laughs) it'd be great right it Uh would sell like hot well at
1: some point it would randomly spell their name it, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would sort of be, you know, the thing when you'd ever look at the commercials, it's uh-huh. like something spelled out, right? Yeah. Like you'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then when you were a kid, you'd open the can and dump it in and it wouldn't spell out shit. It was just like mushy pasta lying all over itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if it's just got the, you know, say Noel, if it's got the, the N-O-E-L, at some point you're going to look in there. Oh, yeah. And it's going to say, you're going to see Noel in there. You could make proposal cans. Oh, yeah. You guys, this is a a big uh, hot a, hot. Yeah, this is, we you could do anything with it. Happy yeah. graduation. Happy graduation. It'll it'll take the place of greeting cards?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty big, guys. It is. Big. Merry Christmas? Merry, yeah, whatever. Any holiday. Happy Halloween. Happy
1: baby. Happy baby. You can do it's it's you can do uh gender reveals with it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can. You know? Yeah. Sorry about your divorce. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> that guy's going to need some cans of alphabets. <laughs>
1: He's got no one to cook for him anymore. No. no that's, yeah. That's, that's right. That's what's wrong
0: with the relationship to begin with. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway, guys, uh, you know, do you want to uh, get in touch with Josh and I? You can get us on uh, Twitter. At grq Josh Uh You can email us at uh, grq with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash grqjoshnoel. You go on iTunes or anywhere, I think as far as it is, actually anywhere you can get a podcast now. Uh, as far as I can tell. Yeah, you can uh, subscribe, you can rate, you can review. Please do. Uh, you can tell your friends. Uh, <clears throat> if you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you, Tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes, five days before anyone else. Get there early. Listen to some art star scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to a rerun. That's going to (laughs) change. That's actually going to change soon. I I do know I have the inside track that there has been another show approved to start after us. Wow, when's that going to happen? I think within the next month or so. It's going to be a music show or a talk show? Uh, is going to be a music show, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys, coming the, soon. They're lucky they have us as a lead-in. They, they're lucky. Uh-huh. They're lucky to have us. Uh, <coughs> you guys, around this time, you're starting to realize how much money you got in your pockets. You got to do something with it or your pants are going to fall off, right? Eating that pasta not even keeping them up. What are you going to do? Well, Josh scours the internet for ways for you to do something with that money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. (laughs) At an alarming price of $39 million dollars per gallon, scorpion venom is considered to be the most expensive liquid in the world. A scorpion has a pair of pedipalps and a narrow tail ending with a venomous stinger. Scorpions use the venom as a defense against predators as well as killing and paralyzing their prey. The high price is because the venom can be used in the treatment of conditions such as multiple sclerosis, inflammatory bowel disease, and rheumatoid arthritis. However, out of thousands of scorpion species available in the world, only 25 species possess a human deadly venom.
1: I did not know that. No, neither did I. About the t- only 25, I thought all
0: scorpions were uh, deadly. Well, I, 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 no, I knew that there were degrees <clears throat> of, of deadliness to them. So you're like a degree of
1: deadliness scorpion to me. <laughs> yeah. You don't kill me, but you make me insane. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. What
1: are you talking about, Noel?
0: I'm talking about the fact that Josh and I have 100% belief in all our ideas and their ability to not only get you rich... But to get you rich quick, how can you be as confident about our ideas as we are, right? How do you know <clears throat> that it's okay to go out and take out loans, to leave your friends and families behind and and lock yourself in a basement and spend your kids' college money and rack up all your credit cards and, you know, sell your grandparents' jewelry and and silverware. It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, Today's rules. 50 Warren Buffett quotes on
1: investing life and success from rule number one investing. All right. Uh,
0: Invest only in companies you understand. Invest in companies only you understand. Only in companies you understand. Like uh, how about... Olive Garden. Duh. 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 Um yeah. seize great opportunities and load up the truck. That's right. Load up the truck full of flying spaghetti monster because we are going big time, guys. We're gonna make our own Vatican. That's right. It's okay to dream big. It's okay to dream big. Uh right? Yeah. It is. It's geese, not knees, guys. (laughs) Um, Sky's the limit. Peace, world
1: peace. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. Well, space, dude. Space. Meatballs and spaghetti in space. Yeah. Um, Question for you. Should we trademark or copyright the 3M technique?
0: Uh, We'd have to sue 3M.
1: Well, it's going to be triple M. Okay. We'll call it triple M or MMM. We could just call it trim. MMM and then either the copyright or the R. It's got to be one of them, because people are going to use that. That's going to be hot stuff. It's going to be big. Anyway, Noel, we were like six for six or ten for ten on that test. A million for a million. So everyone's getting rich, guys. Everybody. Use it or
0: lose it. Uh, So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.